Welcome to Podcast Down, our all-around fun and serious podcast, where we dive into a variety of topics that both entertain and challenge us. From lighthearted discussions to deep conversation, we'll explore many facets of life and everything in between. Join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. Now, let's join James and the squad. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm James. I've got the girls with me today. I've got Destiny and I've got Kaylee. Hey girls. Hey. All right, so today's show is... We have a kind of a combination show today. It is, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Wonderful. That's just that's just dandy. Um, so we're gonna go over quite a few topics. I'm gonna kind of go through a couple different ones, but one of the big things that I want to toss out there, real quickly, because it was a concern that was brought up in a previous cast that. We are not left or right or anything. We are not politically affiliated in any sense. We kind of just make up our own opinions and kind of go along with whatever we feel like. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we stay away from politics if we can. If we can avoid it, we do everything we can. So with with that being said, all right. So the big, the big topics about sex, um, we have gender roles in sex. Um, it, you know sex politics which is funny that that's written down here because you know we have monogamy poly sexual health communication you know kinks all the all those wonderful fun things you know i think the first thing the really good one to start out with is gender roles and sex you know i think there's a lot of confusion about that particularly right now um because you know in the past it was kind of you know if you look 50 60 years ago the man was kind of in control of that. Sex was used for, mainly used for breeding purposes, I guess, if you could really say so. I mean, that was your your job in the, you know, not saying everybody, but your job in the early, you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s. You, you know, women were stay-at-home wives and everything else like that. You bred, you had babies, that was it. And then, you know, we started, you know, women had rights and, you know, which I believe they should. But Destiny, I want to hear what you believe the gender roles in a relationship are. And now when we talk about gender, we want to just also clarify real quickly. We are not trans people and we are not, you know, so we don't really have a way to compare and contrast to any of that. So yeah. we, I can't speak on behalf. I'd love to have a person who's trans, you know, because I'd be curious to ask them a lot of these same questions. So if a trans person happens to listen to my podcast, I'd love to have you on here. But All right, Destiny, gender roles. I have a very simple answer. Okay. I don't believe in gender roles. Like at all? No. So you think... Okay, what's your definition of gender roles? When a gender is to be expected of a certain aspect of a role just because of their gender. Okay, so, like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, maybe not. I can give you an example that's not really pertained to sex, but, you know, the man always takes out the trash. That's a gender role. Yeah, but we're talking about in sex, though. And I know a lot of women who take out trash. 
Yeah, that, that is true. I agree. <laughs> I'm not saying that was just an example because you were talking about gender roles. Yeah. Um, in sex, I mean... The, the man always has to start it. Like, I mean, I definitely, as a man, I can honestly say, feel that pretty consistently that I feel like I have to initiate sex more than my female counterparts. But at the same time, I mean, do you feel like, well, here, okay, I get what you're saying, I think, for the most part. You feel like it shouldn't be anybody's responsibility to have a healthy sexual relationship. It should be both parties involved. Yeah. Okay. Kaylee. I guess my view on it is I can see the benefits of having a gender role when it comes to sex. It takes kind of like the, I guess, complication bit out of it. But at the same time, like, for the man, a lot of people assume the man should be the one to initiate and stuff like that. It shouldn't be that way all the time. I would say more like 60-30. Okay, so why is it that you feel like it should be like 60-30? Because, okay, first off, who do you think needs sex more? Or (laughs) 60-40. My math's wrong. I think everybody needs sex. My honest opinion, I think everybody wants sex. Well, I can't even say everybody. I mean, we know some people that are just like, I don't care. But that's where my my own opinion and assumption comes into the man initiating it. So my opinion is, is when I think men want sex more than women, I, you know, it's... It's one of those things to where I think that just in general, men prefer the intimacy. I think men need that physical touch in order to feel that sense of love and companionship. I think that that's what men need. Um, And so for me, that's why I think men need it. I don't think women need it as often just mainly because they need the more emotional side of everything, the more compliments, the more everything else like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the gender roles kind of line up because even somebody who says that, Hey, I don't believe that there should be gender roles and everything else like that. But at the same time, that same person may, you know, knowing you a little bit, you enjoy positive affirmations, touching, kissing and everything else like that. It doesn't have to be sex for you. And that's what you've stated in the past is that that's a big thing for you. And it's comes back to the whole love language. I think that. Yeah, and I get that. But sex is a part of that, too. I mean, yes, I love all the little touches and everything. But after like a week or two, like let's say we're having a really busy couple of weeks. You know, I get emotional. The fact that we haven't been intimate if we haven't. And how often out of percentage would you say you start sex? Um... I would, at a percentage? Yeah, give yourself a percentage. I don't know, like. Like an honest one. Like an honest one. So, 
I don't initiate straight on, but I do a lot of like during the day initiation where I'll say that I want it or something. Okay. So I guess percentage wise, at least how I feel about it, it'd be like 40%. So you're still leaving 10% extra to the guy. So you're no different than what her percentages were. Yeah, except for mine's like 2%. <laughs> you know, I like, I think, I think the issue is, is just really honestly comes back down to the fact that I don't think that women per se need sex more often. You know, I think that they're, it, or, you know, need it more. I think insinuating that you want something doesn't mean that you're ever going to go after it and get it. And I think that's a huge misconception on a lot. It's something that's very, you know, frustrating at times as a man, you know, you could say it all day you want, but it doesn't mean that you're going to do anything to make sure that it happens. You know, men could sit there and tell women left and right that they're horny and they're like, Oh, cool. Or they'll say, go take care of it. I'm tired. I have a tummy ache. My head hurts. <laughs> you know, us as men, we have literally nothing to prevent us from having sex. Women have a constant amount of things to prevent them from having sex. I can literally name off 10 things right now that women use to prevent having sex with a man. Or their partner in general. I agree that society sees gender roles and believe that There are lots of reasons why the women can go without sex more than men. Yeah. I'm going to do something to help you out real quick. I want you to angle your microphone back down. You're yelling above your mic. And I want you just to kind of sit back and relax. And bring it to the edge of the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you're yelling over to the mic into hers. So that's why I would just want to get that little tech issue figured out. But, you know, I think so moving past the gender roles and sex, because in all reality, there shouldn't be. I think women should want to be intimate with their partners just as much as men. Um, it's weird to me that, you know, I've had quite a few friends that are lesbian and gay. Mm -hmm. They probably have had more sex than I do. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, but uh, so moving on to the next bit would be let's see here oh okay here here's a good one here's a good question that got brought up um is porn cheating no like going into porn watching porn well even go i mean if you go into porn it's a job <laughs> how could you consider i mean that would have to be a discussion you have with your partner you think either way but mm -hmm. if you were to star in porn and your partner knew that even like let's say prior to you joining them I think if it's 100%, you just accept the fact that you're going to date a porn star, which yeah. is more acceptable, I think, for men to date a porn star than it is for women. Well, no, I, I see what you mean. Like, when it comes to being in porn, if you're going into it knowing prior, then obviously it's not cheating because you knew beforehand, before entering a relationship. And then if it's something they really wanted to do and you weren't comfortable with it, then I would say just leave. <laughs> Just be done with it. <laughs> just be done with it. If it's something they're really passionate about that you just can't get past, then yeah. Oh, watching porn? No, I don't think watching porn is cheating. Not in the slightest. Um. All right. 
I don't think watching porn. I think if porn deters you. I mean, one, I would always suggest watching healthy porn because there's definitely unhealthy porn and healthy porn. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, in my opinion, in regards to porn, if porn stops you from being intimate with your partner, then you've gone too far, Um, which I think is a lot of what people's struggle end up being. Why do I need a partner when I can just go online and the girls will do whatever I want them to? Um, Well, and I also think that if you are watching porn, you can use it to help your sex life, especially if you and your partner are also watching it and things like that. It's a good way to enhance your things in the bedroom. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, one, it's like Karma Sutra, okay? It's like, it's the same reason why I, I, disagree, I hate the fucking movie Magic Mike. All you women get all wet for it. All you women love it, blah, 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 blah. And you have this, you turn it into this expectation of why can't my man do that you know i don't think i've ever had an expectation of that yeah but it, you know it, it's an expectation when you're you, you we okay if you saw me watching a girl that was blonde blue eyes big boobs tiny butt perfect waistline just riding some dude or anything else like that putting her legs around her head could do any all these things and there's a good checklist off that you couldn't do would you get jealous immediately? Honestly, I wouldn't, but I don't know if other people would. You're going to tell me that you have had never had an issue of saying like an issue because a guy can turn around. Hey, hon, why can't can you try this? Or And if you look at him and say, no, I can't, you're immediately going to get upset. I think if the person sits there and says, hey, can you try this? Not, hey, you need to do this is a completely different thing. Sorry, our birds are chirping. I might feed them to the dog. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, we just come back to that same, I think, circle of what is trying to you? Because trying to me means more than once. Like, if you're not even going to make it, like, the first time you do something, (laughs) the first time you do something, it's going to sit there and maybe not work. It's like the first time you drive a car. Did you quit driving cars? No. You tracked this and you got better so you could do it again. Okay. I understand But in the bedroom, that's not how that goes. That never goes that way. I understand that. But I think also in the bedroom, it comes down to what the person likes and what feels good and stuff like that. So if you go in like full mind open and try something new and it doesn't work for you, I think that should be okay. Yeah, but how, how, like, okay. that Okay, all right, all right. I mean, I think that with that being said, I mean, each person is different. You know, each couple is different and everything else like that. I mean, my personal opinion um, in regards to what you just said is kind of one of those. There's a lot that I try, and there's a lot of things in not even in the bedroom, but even outside the bedroom. I mean, inside, outside doesn't really matter that I may not like, I may not like the first time. I may not like it the second time, but I continue to do it because I can see it's something you want. And I think it's something you enjoy. I think that it gets to a point to where there's expectations that aren't met. 
which is what leads to my opinion of like 90% of infidelity on men's part. I think that's 99.9% of the reason why men cheat. I'm almost 110% sure of it. Men cheat because they're not getting what they need in the bedroom. And it could be something as simple as moaning or, you know, talking sexual to your partner while having sex. And I've heard more than one woman say, I don't know how to do that or I can't do that. But these same women are okay with sending, you know, dirty text messages or something like that. So it's kind of like a, a catch 22. Yeah, I can understand that. And seeing, like, hearing your perspective and everything, I can understand where you're coming from. But that still doesn't change, like, what I guess my opinion is. And do I believe things, like, if a partner really likes something that's being done and stuff like that, trying to do it even every once in a while, that could be great. You know, but if it's something that's like a hard no for a person, like it just, they tried it, it's like, can't do it, no. I mean, I think any partner should be respectful of that. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. Understanding, you know, everybody's got limits, everybody's got you know, certain circumstances that they don't want to go, go past and go forth. Um, you have anything to chime in on it does? No. No. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Uh, one of our other big topics today was monogamy slash poly. Um, and one, how the world has definitely changed. I think in that thing, I think I see more poly relationships or poly variant relationships um i see i mean monogamy is not as big as it used to be um, but i think the meaning of monogamy monogamy gets lost in a lot of these phrases monogamy doesn't mean that you can just freely go you know cheat on your spouse or anything else like that to me monogamous means that you are committed to your one relationship whatever that relationship may be but I do feel like uh, monogamy is definitely, I think it's, it's a lost art. I mean, even speaking in our position, you know, we're a thruple. So, I mean, but we're a monogamous thruple. You know, I don't go out and just randomly sleep with women. And I would assume you guys don't go out and randomly sleep with guys. No. Um, you know, the poly one's a little bit more complicated because I think people like understand it and get it. Um, but I don't think people expect it or respect it. I mean, it's like the whole LGBTQ thing. Poly is not something that I feel like has ever been accepted into that. It's getting there, but it's not to where the point where three of us could go down a street and hold hands without somebody glaring at us. We do it anyways. We do it anyways. Yeah. No, for sure. Um... All right. What's your opinion? Polly, all that stuff? I guess for me, I've been in now poly relationships and just a relationship with one other person. And 
to me, it, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to love who you sit there and love. You're going to be with who you want to be with. And walking around and getting judged for the fact, I feel like it's caused a lot of problems, especially for a lot of people. I mean, that's why a lot of people don't come out as being gay or bi. I mean, people now are more afraid of being straight and being called out on it because of everything else going on. And so being in this type of relationship, it just, it, it makes sense to me. Does? I mean, I've always grown up knowing, you know, love is love and I don't judge what people decide that they want to do with their relationship. And just that it's all about, you know, being honest with your partner or partners and have healthy communication. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. Which brings us uh, to actually one of our biggest things is about communication. I think communication is one of the biggest lost things that happen in, in sex life and, you know, in a marriage or relationship of any kind, you know, communication about what your needs are, how your needs need to be met. Um, understanding that, you know, there are a lot of different things that come into that. You know, you have to tell people, be able to tell people what you like, what you don't like. Um, I think communicating any previous, I understand that it might be difficult, but I think telling your spouse that if you've had bad experiences in one way or another from something, I think it's very, very, very important that your spouse knows because they don't want to traumatize you, you know, just like we, I would assume you don't want to be traumatized. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on communication? Either one of you, go. I think communication is a really good thing to have. Um, you can see a lot of relationships fail, whether it's in the bedroom or out of the bedroom. Um, if you're not talking and constantly letting your spouse know if something's changed, like one day your favorite color could be brown, and then a week later your favorite color could be red, but he goes out and buys you something brown. No. Just a little <laughs> example, but, yeah, but I mean, you shouldn't punish him for it. No, I don't think it should be punished. But if you don't talk and you don't communicate, it's going to be harder. It's going to make it a struggle because then why be in a relationship if you can't communicate with that person? Yeah, but the same could be said if you're going to communicate and then, I mean, be like hey i need this and this and you know i'm not feeling this and this and this and i need this and this and they just look at you and say okay well great you communicated what does that mean it doesn't mean that anything changes but doing the communication bit you can sit there and, l and let that person know and then it's in that person's hands on what they do with it yeah i know but that's what i'm talking about i think a lot more often than not i think you see a lot of people that can get told a million times over what exactly somebody needs but if it doesn't change then it doesn't change it, it, you know I, I think that's the biggest thing and if the problem is is if it can't change if you as a person cannot change whatever that person is communicating to you then you have a responsibility saying no i'm not going to do that and at that point you need to accept the fact that that person might not want to be with you and move on uh for me communication is of course 
really important in a relationship. I think it's one of the the main keys that holds a relationship together. Though I do see that communication can be really hard with a partner if it's a subject that you know you guys have struggled with or just you know sensitive topics can be hard to communicate. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of push through those struggles and communicate anyways. Otherwise, it's just going to become harder down the road. So you're saying just communicate them anyway? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm definitely saying, not saying don't communicate it, but it, I believe that if somebody communicates something to you, then it's in that partner's hands. You know, if I come up to one of you saying, look, I need this, 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 and this, it's now in your hands. If you do not act on that, you're basically saying, fuck you. That's legitimately the truth. You're basically saying whatever you're feeling isn't worth it. No, I get that. I was just talking in general. You can also look at it in a way of you can talk and communicate about your needs and stuff. And if the other person sits there and tries to do the things that the person has talked about needing changed, I mean, what do you do then? What do you mean? Like, if someone tries to change something or do something, but the fight still occurs, even though the person's trying to put in effort to fix it, what happens? Okay, well, let's let's do an example here, okay? I'll throw out an example. I'm going to tell you what a problem is. You're going to tell me what you did to fix it, okay? And, or attempted to fix it, okay? Okay. And so... My problem is that you only wear pants once a week, okay? And I like you in pants. I think they shape you good and everything else like that. You know, fictional problem, okay? And you're fixing that would be what? Trying to wear pants more than just once a week. But let's say you decide that pants once a week is good enough for you. Where's the sacrifice? That's what I'm asking in regards to this communication bit. Who had, who, you know, a lot of relationships end up getting into this conundrum to where one person is sacrificing everything while the other isn't. I can understand that one. You know, there has to be an equal amount of sacrifice to make any relationship work. In relationships in general, I think the male or the more dominant one is typically asked to and expected to sacrifice more. And that's something that's taught to everybody from a very young age. Young girls are taught, go get a rich man. He'll do what you want. Wrap him around your finger. They have tons and tons. Oh, your man's whipped. All that shit is all about that. The only men that you don't hear that about are men that beat their wives that any good man doesn't want to be. You know, it's no different than we come back to why is the girl who gets beat more loyal to her man than the girl who doesn't get beaten is given everything. Any comments? No, no comments? Because I'll just I'm give myself a... Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I appreciate it. I was trying to sit there and think of something to say back to that. But honestly, I have seen that. I have seen the woman getting beat doing more for the man than a woman not getting beat. And there, there is nothing to say about that there. It's 
honestly a hard thing to even to even realize that goes on. I mean, I see what you guys are saying. Um, I think that there are reasonings behind a situation like that. Um, but what was I had something on my mind. I believe what was said, you know, is one I talked about the person giving up. There has to be equal sacrifice. I find that men sacrifice more than women. And the only tendency where you don't see that is the man who beats a woman. That woman will sacrifice everything. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I figured you would. Um, even though it has nothing to do with those two things. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad whatever I was doing is able to uh, make that happen. Um, you made a comment about how a lot of women were raised to believe certain things about men. Like, you know, the whipped and that the men need to sacrifice more than women. And I just, I, I haven't seen that before. I mean, I've maybe seen it with some girls, you know, go find a rich guy. But for the most part, I haven't really seen that around a whole lot. I would like you to look at your mother and your father's scenario and tell me you haven't grown up with that. They were both poor when they met. It's not about money. That's not what I said. I never oh. once brought up money. Um, I mean, yes, we always tell her your doctor. Well, we always, everybody, you can marry a rich doctor. You can marry a rich, oh, come on. That's been a thing a around lawyer. for 50 fucking years. Look at your parents' relationship and tell me that's not exactly how that relationship is. I've seen your parents. Okay, <laughs> hey, I, I see what you're saying. I just know I've had more influences than that. I'm not saying that, that I'm talking about. You said you haven't grown up. That's word for word what you said. Being taught that. and I. You but know, you are taught that when your parents are doing it. I mean, am I not correct? I mean, not, nothing against your, your family, but your mom dominates that relationship. And your father openly knows this, accepts this, and understands it. He makes his entire life about your mother. Whatever she wants, she gets. Yes. Okay? Whatever your dad wants is has to go through mom. That is very much how the entire eight years that I've been with you, I've seen that relationship. Now, your mom is pretty good about giving your dad what he wants, for the most part. But when your dad has to call your mom to ask for lunch money, that sounds pretty fucking whipped. I guess so. I just never really saw it that way because, you know, children always want to see the best in the parents. For sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because that works specifically for her parents. That works for her parents. That mm -hmm. is a, whatever which way that they have figured out to make their relationship healthy to them. Yeah. But it's not healthy outside of that. As an outsider looking in. No, I get it. I guess it's just hard for me to see because I, I am headstrong like my mother sometimes. But there are other times where I want to call you guys to see if I can spend the money to go buy lunch. There's a di Okay, no, no, no. There's a difference between calling to see if you can. Like, hey, just want to make sure we have enough money to spend in the account for me to pick up lunch. And calling saying, hey, are you planning on buying anything? I want to go get lunch. Your mom has a, a shopping habit. We've known this for a very, very long time. She gets into a lot of different projects and everything else like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at that time, your mom owns your dad 110%. Your mom doesn't like somebody. Guess what? Your dad doesn't get to like somebody. Your mom doesn't want to go somewhere. Your dad doesn't go somewhere. Your mom whipped your dad a long ass time ago. 
And I, I see it all. I just have a hard time processing it because I think I get qualities from both of them in that relationship. I'm not talking about you, though. No, I know. I know you're not. That's why I said it's just hard for me to see everything else. Like, this society, that way. Okay, so with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Um, you know, like I said, first talk to your partners always about everything. We're going to go around the table. Any last final thoughts or anything else like that? We're going to continue this on um, with another show um, later down the road, which we're going to talk about toys, kinks, music, um, and health, um, and spicing up your marriage with rhino sex pills. Um, but yeah, final thoughts. We're going to start with Des. Go ahead. Uh, final thoughts for me is, you know, open, healthy relationships, communicate, and, you know, don't judge other people for the way that their relationships are and hope that you don't get judged for your relationship. And yeah, just Treat everybody good. Kaylee. I have to agree when it comes to does that communication, being open and honest, not caring what your relationship is, whether you are by yourself with one person, with two people, just have fun with being who you are. Okay. And my final thought on that would be, um, to remember that there are two people in every relationship, sometimes three, four, five, whatever. Um, and that it takes equal amount of sacrifice to make both people happy. And if you can't do it, you should be the most honest that you can be. But we're going to go ahead and sign off. I'm James. This is Kaylee and Des. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and gained some new perspectives along the way. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. We look forward to bringing you more thought-provoking and entertaining episodes in the future. Until next time, keep an open mind and never stop exploring the world around you. P.S. We love you.